Welcome! Welcome to number 12! Charlie and Ben <laughs> Podcast. What is this, 8? 10? 9. 9. 9. 9? Very German. Yeah, very cool. Do you want to thank our sponsor before yeah, we get baby. started? Yeah, baby. So thank you to you oh, for hosting us in your apartment. I wish people could see what this looked like. It has a dog cage now because you're going to get a dog. Yep. And that dog's going to have about 10 to 12 square feet to just freely roam. It's going to be small, dude. So end, end size, 25 pounds. Yeah. But I think they start like this big. Yeah. When you get an eight-week-old puppy. It'll be yeah, massive the, 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 when it gets here. The growth... Uh, the growth of a puppy is mind-blowing. I didn't realize that. I thought, oh, it's going to be 25 pounds. So when you get it, it's like 12 pounds or something. Yeah. No, this thing's just going to be this tiny, defenseless, useless thing. For I'm a excited bit. for you to just have him pee all over your apartment. So am I. watch you lose your mind. So I will lose my mind, dude. I'm ready. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Wake you up in the I'm middle of the night? Love. I'm ready, dude. I've, I'm okay. signed up. When I'm is signed it? up to not sleep. When is it? The day? Next Saturday. Oh. My aura ring's not going to get here in time, though. To know how I would try to order like be. the best sleep tracking thing so that I could see just how devastating the puppy is. Yeah. They have a six week backlog. My Too popular. My dog is an average, I'd say, hour shaved off each night. So I was doing like eight, eight and a half even, and yeah. last night was like six. You go to sleep late though. I've been, I'm preparing, dude. I've been going to sleep at midnight, waking up at seven forty five. Yeah, but he wants to get up, man. I'm ready. He, he just wants to go earlier than you. I promise. He's gonna, he's gonna want out. You'll do fine. I'm going to get her a little sleep mask. Maybe that'll keep her asleep, you know? <laughs> Just a little puppy size. Just a little puppy sleep mask. Shh. A little okay. melatonin before good she night, goes sweetheart. to bed. <laughs> you know? Hot glass of milk. Surely that'll work. Yeah, that'll do good. So you're getting the golden doodle. Yeah. This is going to be... Mini golden doodle. Yeah, this is going to be the premier type. Very excited. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look very goofy walking her. What went into the thought golden doodle? My favorite dogs are Labradors and Golden Retrievers. Uh-huh. And I wanted one that didn't shed. Because when I was growing up, I had Labradors. They're awesome. But every day I'd go to school just covered in fur. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'll just get a Labradoodle. And I guess those sometimes can be like the personality didn't work for whatever reason when they mixed the Labrador yeah, and the yeah. Golden or uh, a Poodle. Sometimes it does, but they can be wonky is what I was researching. So then I went, okay, Golden Doodle, close enough. Very nice. It's I'd love to get a Golden Retriever. Just a straight up 80 pound slobbering machine yeah. who just I destroys your home dude i would love it the, the problem is when you're in a one-bedroom apartment 80 pound dog is not the best move yeah we actually are you gonna move out of here do you think i don't know i want to talk to you about that we'll have a little business I, chat <laughs> i think we could do better from a background perspective i mean I, I i enjoy sean's paintings but i feel like it's not there's not really a cohesive brand message going on no, with like... <laughs> it's almost like it, we put a studio inside my apartment it's almost like we know one friend who draws things recording. and we're like dude could we have some of your Please, paintings sir we have white walls i have a barren apartment yeah the Please only you paintings. know this the only things that i have on my walls are smash bros character posters yeah. the only cool thing i have is the surfboard and it's out of frame because yeah. we're, we're sitting too low gosh dude. so um, let's get a new apartment let's make it look really sexy i'm game man back to our sponsor and we'll just blow a bunch of money on it so by Charisma University. <laughs> we need this. <laughs> tell this, them. This is a powerful sale. Tell them what Charisma University is, Charlie. Please. <laughs> Money is so tight. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would just find it in your heart to put it. No, we're doing okay. Charisma University is great. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end of this. If you want at it. At the end? From, well, from a pleading perspective, give money to Charity Water. You know what I mean? We, we, we've raised $175,000. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's pretty sick, man. It's also crazy because we tried to do this last year and we raised 18000 Yeah. Well, I think it's so. worth sharing what we learned. Have we talked about this? No. But yeah, So the background is we tried this a year ago. Yeah. And we raised 18000 Two years ago. Two years ago. It was my, well, a year and a half. It was my 30th birthday. Yep. 
And I was in Brazil, and I distinctly remember putting all this effort into it. It was a Brad Pitt video. You know, Brad Pitt's huge. It was called How to Not Give an F-Bomb. I can say Nah. Our app. We're still not monetized, by the way. I know. So who cares? Uh, the, uh, the, so it was called How to Not Give a and it was on Brad Pitt and Fight Club. And I thought it was a very good video, and it had this, like, two-minute this is why water is important and it can save people's lives. And I remember being heartbroken at how little we raised compared to any other thing we'd done. When we'd sold our own courses, we'd sell way more courses. When we did a sponsor, it was worth more to the sponsor. Raising money for charity got a third to a half if, of what that would have done. Mm-hmm. And most of it came from our loved ones mm-hmm. who just yeah. who just shelled out. That was the thing. All the, all the donors were just like, oh, yeah, that's my mom. That's yeah. my friend. Yeah. And so I, I remember walking. We were in Brazil at the time. I was walking on the beach, and I was, what did I learn from this? And it was that you cannot make people care, and I don't even hold this against anyone, myself included, about people that are outside of their sphere of understanding mm-hmm. in two minutes. It's impossible to do. You could, if, if you could get people to watch an hour-long documentary on water, people would be so generous. But two minutes in the middle of YouTube is not nearly enough time to make them give a crap about someone that they have no no relation to. They never thought of before. So what I learned was, and then I looked at, okay, how come PewDiePie can raise all this money? How come Markiplier can raise all this money? Is it because they're- Because they're better than me. Because they're, is it because they're so much more influential and their marketing is better? And I realized it's because they're not trying to make you care about the charity. Yep. They're saying, look, if you care about me, this is important to me and for our relation in the same way that the people who gave the most were the ones who cared about us was our yeah. mom and our no, and dad and our this. friends i've had yeah. friends do it they're like i'm doing a charity 5k and the charity is for and then i've never You're heard like, of it well they're let like, me make sure this is a good charity because otherwise <laughs> no, i'm not going like, to donate yeah here's 50 dollars exactly. because i like you yes and so that was what we did this time and I, I i was like who do people care about they care about keanu reeves and if they're on the channel, maybe me. But mostly Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so I related it to Keanu Reeves. And I said, if you want, in, in the spirit of Keanu Reeves, to be more like Keanu Reeves and just to make the world a better place, like Keanu Reeves, yeah. donate some money. And if you look at the comments, you know, here for Keanu. And I was going to say, you can when people comment when they donate, yeah. it's awesome because you can see that it worked. Yes. You know, a lot of people wrote, you are breathtaking. A lot yes. of people wrote, here for Keanu. Yep. Then a lot of people wrote really, really nice stuff about Chris Mon Command Great. about us. But, and, and some people were affected by the well, that's not to say and no moral judgment cast on anybody. I think this is a a foible, if you will, of the human brain in a global world, which is we can only really care about people in our own tribe. Our yeah. brains can't handle seven billion people. You yeah. heard about this, right? Yeah, yeah. You get like a hundred people you can care what about even the, loosely. Yes, hundred and fifty. They were so the do you know the background of it? Hmm. They were doing size of animal brains, and they found that the size of the brain corresponded loosely, at least in primates, to the troop size that they would have relative to body weight, of course. So they were looking at the size. Okay, you know, the bonobos got 20. They've got this. And, okay, what would a human be given a human size? And they found that it's roughly 150. And that's the number of close connections that you can effectively care about. And if you look at your friend list, it's probably more than 150. But the truth is you don't really care. Yes. Yeah. You don't really care about those 150. Yeah. But between the, you know, your work colleagues, your extended relatives, and your friends, there's maybe 150 people that you can just care about, that you, you would donate to, that you would want good things for and even sacrifice in order for them to have it. There's going to be a slew of comments of people just being like, my monkey sphere has six people. Uh, my monkey sphere <laughs> I can already see it. I can already that's, see the comments. That's why Charisma on Command exists. In my mind's eye. <laughs> I know your jokes. I love you guys. Go to the introvert video. <laughs> it can help you. Uh, so, yeah. So, I was um, very 
proud of, How of well that. Did. And I'm proud of everybody. I, I, I think that it's not that people don't have the capacity to give. It's that we haven't quite learned yet how to handle our tribal brains in a global world yeah. and, we're, and we're working it out and have you read the comments on the donation page because yeah it's worth a skim they're yeah. really some of them are really touching yeah no they're fan they're fantastic that's that's uh my favorite metric to check <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel good yeah is the charity water page it's been over last i checked 2600 people so thank you guys it's it's awesome i'm very happy about that cool yeah how was your week man i know that you got, you went surfing i did so you don't need to tell me everything that I know. Well, one of our friends got a concussion. Kissed the ocean floor. Surprise. <laughs> Surfing is way more dangerous than people realize. Yeah. I didn't realize this when I picked it up. I was almost going to do it. And then yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a second. So you've got a scar on the side of your head. Well, I got a concussion surfing yeah. when I was and in then Brazil mono, two years ago. To be clear. Well, that's because my immune system gave up. Yes. Because I got, I was in the Brazilian water. So I was yeah. surfing. The thing is, people don't understand that you are in water. So you think you're safe, mm -hmm. but you're not. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's like crazy life-threatening, but the board can hit you, the bottom of the ocean can hit you. But when you're doing it relative to the snowboarding, let's say, where you know you hit the ground, it's going to hurt. In surfing, you mm -hmm. kind of have this sense of like, it's all going to be fine. Yeah. I'm going to just fall into water. So when it happened to me, I fell off the front of my board and my own board cracked into my skull and literally broke on my Did face. You, you didn't obviously pass out, right? I got very dizzy. So I'm in the water and I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. My, the side of my face is completely numb. I have no idea to the extent yeah. of the damage. Like just numb. Uh, it cracked me right in the jawbone. And I'm kind of like seeing stars. And I'm just like, board, surfboard, sort. Because I know, I know I'm in water. <laughs> it floats. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it floats. I don't. <laughs> I don't trust myself not to drown. Yeah. So I'm just like, board, board. Board. So I get the surfboard and I'm, I'm on it and there's you're seeing stars, but I'm, I'm not having double vision or anything. Yeah. I kind of get myself I'm like, all right, all right, I'm okay. And then I get up on the surfboard and I'm sitting on the surfboard and I put my hand in my face and I pull it away and there's blood. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not good. Yeah. And I can't feel my face. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this thing where you're like, I'm not a doctor, so I'm unclear on if this means that I'm just temporarily numb or mm -hmm. if I have nerve damage and the side <laughs> of my face is now just gone forever um so i'm just like all right i gotta get to shore so i'm paddling to shore i get to shore i talk to the lifeguard just kidding we're in brazil so all of a sudden i'm just like how does my face look <laughs> and he's like water and i was like no what is happening here like do i have an ear still and so i ended up in the brazilian er and the brazilian water is just garbage so i got uh i had to go on a bunch of antibiotics for infection and my mm -hmm. immune system got all messed up so i we went out with my friend who doesn't really know how to surf. And I was telling him like, Hey man, be careful. Surfing is more dangerous than you think. I had a big accident, but our other friend is just all about getting people to surf and yeah, love yeah. surfing. So he's trying to pass on the stoke. So he's like, no dude, it's great. Let's go. Let's charge. Let's this shred the gnar. He's trying to, he's just trying to, in a good way. He's trying to be positive. He's like, no, no, don't worry about that. Like, let's get, yeah. let's focus on the hype. Let's focus on getting you hyped and excited. And I'm like, I agree. These are some big ass waves though. And like, you should maybe, not come out yeah, yeah. to the big ones you can stay on the inside so i get overruled by the hype and he catches an eight foot wave and is on the top of it and his board catches his nose which means the board is basically destined to go underwater as soon yeah, as the yeah, nose yeah. goes under you're kind of screwed he sees this and tries to bail but he's basically standing on an eight foot wave and dives head first <laughs> off of it and so he goes down and he hits the bottom and comes up and he's got like a bump on his noggin. And so he goes in. I didn't see it. So I come in later. I'm like, how you doing? He's like, I'm fine. I feel fine. Like it only hurts right here. It's just a little bruise. So I was like, 
all right, whatever. Like I've seen a bunch of people get hit in the head doing MMA. Not every head contact wound leads to a concussion. Mm. So it's like, all right, you're fine. Whatever. We go back to the house. And I'm like, do you need anything? You want ice? Like, no, I'm chilling, dude. I was like, all right, you want to play some ping pong? Because there's a ping pong table. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So we start off and things seem fine. He's like, we're hitting it back and forth. And then halfway through the game, I hit him a pretty easy one. And he just goes at like that <laughs> speed and completely misses the ball. And it goes out. And I was like, that's weird. He's like, oh, man, that was a weird one. So then I, he's like, can we just try that again? So I hit him the same like slow, easy things. And he's just like, <laughs> just whiffing, just hard whiffing. He whiffs like eight times. He goes, maybe we should stop playing ping pong. Maybe ping pong is dangerous. Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We should probably stop. Like at this point, we're both kind of like, your brain's not working. Yeah. So then he, he went to the. He got an FMRI or. A... He went to urgent care and got a CT scan. What, I don't know the difference. <laughs> His brain was not bleeding though. Nice. So I don't even know if it counts as a concussion. He said he had a hard time in the airport when I spoke to him. Yeah. And he's like, it was a lot of lights. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of brightness. Yeah. Poor guy. He's got the worst luck. Still an amazing sport, but people just, I think, respect the danger. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take a break. What else? Take a break from start. I haven't started, but I'm going to take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break from thinking I knew. about it. When it happened, I knew. I was like, and that's the end of Charlie Eversert. That's He's done That's now. it. I like save things like Super Smash Bros. I got where it, I man. I knew. Safely just I knew. We played last night, <laughs> me and Henry, and we played way too much. Mm. And you know how much we play. And then we're on there and screaming at the television as we play online. Because we had to stop playing each other because it's too competitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, yeah, it's hilarious. You had like a best of 30 or whatever. And someone got to like 13 like wins. Tw- yeah. And it's like, we can never finish this because we'll no, have to we got murder to 28 each 28 wins, man. It's like 27 <laughs> to 28. And it's, it's too close. So, yeah, we're just screaming online at like whatever k1 and helpless k2 and then i thought i was like dude this kid's probably 10 yeah <laughs> and i'm just screaming and henry's doing the thing where you can taunt people at the end oh, so really? after i knock off henry's such a sore winner oh, yeah. he constantly is just doing the taunts after yeah, we yeah, beat yeah. people that's hilarious and then we scream and they have the audacity to re-challenge us and then we scream some more and i was like if i actually saw who i was fighting i'd be so ashamed right yeah now. yeah yeah. i'd be For so sure. embarrassed just some really sweet 13 year old <laughs> some 13 year old if we had headsets <laughs> i don't think you'd do it if you had a headset no, actually no me no way yeah that's what i'm saying some kid was like i would yeah, I'd have to log right off, man. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. No, it's, I think the part of the joy for you is that you can just scream at. I can imagine. I can. I can superimpose Your the dad. worst. <laughs> Steve. Steve. <laughs> I wish he played video games. That'd be another thing for us. I know. To be we talked about. about that. Yeah. It's so funny because you you'll have parents. We got my mom to play. A oh, little did bit. you? Yeah. Finally. So we we played Overcooked, which is the cooking game. Mm-hmm. If you don't know it, it's you. It's a kitchen with all the panic of a kitchen. And the whole difficulty of the game is not in the controls. There's three buttons. Move, pick up, chop. That's it, right? The difficulty of the game is in coordinating because one person's running to the pot. One person's got to chop. And you go there. And that's the fun part. For my mom, the difficult part is moving. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. can't even maneuver the joystick. So we're screaming at her to like, pick up the radish, put it on the board. And that's a 30-second, uh, uh. <laughs> Did she have fun? She said my head hurt, and then she went home. Oh wow! <laughs> she did not enjoy her video. No, she had, she likes hanging out with us. Uh, but how long is she in town? Till Tuesday. 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 And we got another buddy in town. Got a lot of good mother son time in. Yeah, and then the other things I've just been reading. You know, I've been I once I got myself off social media. I'm now I'm addicted to books, <laughs> and it's a slightly better addiction, I suppose. I've been reading 
I go back and forth. I read a business book, and then I read one by Sadhguru, who is this Indian mystic. And okay. it's, a, it's such a weird juxtaposition because he goes, you know, everything is one. We are all united. And I stepped into – he's one of those people like Eckhart Tolle yeah. who – Eckhart sat on the bench and then was enlightened and sat there for six hours and didn't move and has never been the same since. This guy, according to him, had a similar experience where he went up to a hill and sat there for 16 hours and then came down and was just different. And then later at dinner with his family, he sat there for six hours while they tried to talk to him. He's like, please leave. <laughs> and, wow. And he just constantly is going into this state. Well, that doesn't sound great. He loves it. He, just, he, he's like, sorry, loved ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're dead to me now. Not right now. <laughs> You're dead to me now. We are one. My children, we are one. I do not need to speak to you. <laughs> and yeah, so he's he's got that whole thing going on. And then I read these hard-nosed business books about how... Yeah. We got to cut off product lines and fire everyone. <laughs> We're not going to fire you guys. It's a joke. If you're if you're editing, I guess Angel's editing the video. You're safe. <laughs> you're not. You're not fired, Angel. Okay, thank you. Oh. Angel's over here. Like, hey, are you looking at Indeed job posts? <laughs> you doing a, I don't know. Things. It sounds like times are going to get tough. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to, man. It's been a it's been a normal week for me. Mom came in, and. Yeah, just just hanging out. Nothing crazy. Nice. I should have feel like I should have prepared more for this. Now nah, we've done great. You got to go soon too, right? I got to go soon. So what do we got in the news? So uh, the first thing I have here is that Google admit that uh, uh, over a thousand private recordings from their Google Home devices were leaked. Um, Most predictable thing ever. Yeah, is that news? Were leaked to whom? They were leaked to a Belgian news organization called VRT, who basically wrote this like slam piece on Google talking about how easy it was for them to get the, these recordings. <laughs> like, how easy it was for them to get these recordings and then trace it That's back amazing. to the people. And they went to the addresses and called the phone numbers that they found through these recordings and actually confronted them and told them, hey, um, we have these and we don't work for Google, basically. Wow. So what happened was Google, I guess, to improve their algorithm, takes their recordings and sends them to transcribers. Okay. That don't work at Google. They're contractors. So yeah. they're just taking, they're like, oh, you have a Google home? Well, we'll just take that data from your home and we'll just send it to random people. Mm -hmm. And then the random people are supposed to not leak it. But one of them was just like, hey, I have these and I'm going to send them to a news thing. Because why not? Yeah. And uh, that's what happened. I was just thinking about this. Nobody cares that their privacy doesn't exist anymore. Because yeah. the prevailing sense is... I'm neither famous enough for anyone to randomly attack, nor am I doing anything so egregious that they'd pick me out of a crowd, so I don't care. Yep. And, I mean, I was thinking of all these things, the Donald Sterling tapes way back when. Those were illegally recorded. And and it doesn't matter if something is illegally obtained. The news will run it. Oh, yeah. So, so, it, so they were, The news was stoked to have so who So as long as they can't find the person that leaked it, there is no privacy. There is no incentive to keep anything secret. And I think we're very quickly going to be living in a world where you might not care, but your entire internet history is public knowledge, including all of the weird porn that you watch. You well, know, it's, like it's not going to matter. It doesn't, it won't matter to you until you try to do something. And then if you try to do anything yes. exceptional, yes, all of a sudden it will matter. Exactly. Because I actually think what it does is it locks the status quo in a deeper sense of power. Because everybody has said, done, viewed something on the internet that taken out of context looks nefarious or weird or mm -hmm. you know beyond the pale. And 
like you said, man, it's it's not going to bother 99.999% of people. But when an Andrew Yang in the future runs and starts to do a good job, what do you know? Back in 15 years ago, he said, wrote, or sure. viewed this thing, and he's done. By the way, they uh, they officially said that those Google Homes do sometimes record you before you say the phrase. Of course, we have talked about this, but I'm just saying it is yeah. official. You don't have to say whatever it is. Hey, Alexa or Google is, Wake is or whatever. Is it a conspiracy for me to say that this is listening all the time and my ads that I get served do not need to have the apps open? So this was this was literally saying because they have the full transcripts. Every transcript this should, is my phone, by should the way. start with <laughs> every transcript should start with whatever the wake up word is like Google Wake. Yes does not of course so there are recordings that are occurring without mom got me an alexa for permission. my birthday i was like thanks for the nsa spying yeah, yeah like i out. don't have more of these <laughs> like this yeah. this one isn't even trying to pretend that it's not listening to me it's its entire selling proposition is that it's always recording yeah and if you so think they're official. throwing that out yeah that's official and and everybody's got a story of how they spoke about some random thing on yep. their phone that they've only spoken about once and they logged into facebook and what do you know there's an ad for that thing yeah and we all just go oh so weird i don't like it and then we look we, Nothing changed. Gotta have Facebook though. How would I? <laughs> how where would, would I post photos? How would I know what to buy yeah. without Facebook? Gotta have, gotta have Facebook. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting story. Yeah. What else we got? We got some good current events. Yeah. Today was a chock full of good ones. Nice. Angel did a good job. Thank you. Um, a, a popular YouTuber named Doctor Mike. He's an actual doctor, but he makes YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah, seen his stuff. Well, seen his thumbnails. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's he he gets recommended a lot. He, he does well on YouTube. He was on a plane on the way to Israel. <gasps> And and someone needed a doctor. Somebody, yeah. yes. Somebody uh, <laughs> had an allergic reaction, and they announced, "Is there a doctor?" And he jumped up. Of course, he did. He's, he's Doctor Mike. Well, and it was a cool story because there was not really any materials or resources for him to help this guy. So, well, there was, but he, he sort of had to, like, uh, he like there was no EpiPen. Okay, but they had just raw epinephrine for like a heart attack, so he had to make that work. And yeah, and so it was just a nice story. Epinephrine. He's a real doctor. He doctored him. He's a real doctor. And he Is saved, doctor he saved a real life. Did he save a life? Mm-hmm. We, we saved a life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then that's this, crazy. And this is sort of Pretty random. cool, right? Just like some guy that you've seen on YouTube is on a plane. Dude, you're hoping life. someone's f- taking that footage. <laughs> well, he came out. He made a video talking Four, about it. Board of views, yeah. though. Yeah, interesting. Somebody Turns out it's a Jesse Smollett situation. To be fair, somebody got job. it on camera. Yeah, <laughs> it was an inside, inside job. job. Oh, help, I'm choking. Oh, help. Dr. Mike's here. I'm getting very swollen. <laughs> a gorgeous stewardess. It's just like, is there a doctor? Yeah. We're <laughs> on to you. No, actually, it's pretty cool, though. That is cool. Life. Good for him, man. That's amazing. What else What else happened? Um, That's not good enough for you. You want more? <laughs> I want more, man. More of this story or another story? Another no, story. No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just interesting. Okay, so. um, Yeah. So, Some uh, sort of weird YouTuber allegiance there. Yeah. Like, oh, nice. So for the last, um, what if, sorry, what if there's a charisma emergency one day on an airplane and they're, <laughs> and they're like, is there a charisma? There are hijackers and we need someone to negotiate someone with no experience <laughs> who's charismatic. I did make a video on how to win any argument. I'll do it. <laughs> I've studied debaters. A guy just asked a girl who's sitting next to a mountain. It's incredibly awkward. <laughs> someone save us. <laughs> I heard a story. Does that ever happen to you where you sat next to someone that? That there was any that they fell in love. Yeah, no. I heard the Dylan. Remember the Brazil story? What? You don't remember this? No. So our buddy who lived with us in Brazil was went home and came back, and he came in with a big. You don't remember this? No. 
He found a girl that he sat next to on the flight, and he said they made out the entire time. No, what? You don't even hear this story? No. It was like a nine-hour flight. He's, That's he's hilarious. Like, we made out the whole Good for time. him. No, I've never done that. Yeah. Yeah. So, not me. I, it's never I don't even think I've ever sat next to someone I was attracted to. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, some people just get all the luck, man. <laughs> so, that is hilarious. Yeah, true love on an airplane. Never to be seen again, obviously. I, well, I think he actually said... They didn't exchange information, and maybe he's making the whole story up. <laughs> but it was amazing. But they didn't exchange information. They just talked. It, did, it didn't occur to them, and then they got separated. At you go Customs. this passport, you go this passport. That was the end of it. <laughs> Which is also classic, classic, yeah. poorly prepared. Fifty-fifty <laughs> chance that happened. I believe it. I, I want to live in a world where that happened. What else? So do you guys remember, uh, starting last year, Facebook had the scandal, the Cambridge Analytica scandal, where... Of course. So that sort of has a bit of a, con a conclusion this week. The FTC hit Facebook with a $5 billion fine. With a B. Uh, which sounds like a lot, but um, who was it? There was a congressperson, uh, Congressman David, C I can't pronounce his last name, but he... Um, he says it's just a slap on the wrist that there should be more well, repercussions. Well, there were hundreds of billion, right? So you figure that's less than a... I have no idea what a fair a, punishment should be. I don't either. It's just less than a percentage of their net value. So imagine you did something and someone that took, was pretty bad... 0.5% of my net worth. And took 0.5% of your net yeah, worth. Would, would, that would that deter you in the future? Not really. <laughs> no. I wonder if they made more than $5 billion doing the illegal stuff. You know what I mean? I wonder if even... even forget slap on the wrist. I wonder if this was a... ROI positive move on their part, minus the media. Well, it you figure it generally is if it continues to happen, and mm -hmm. because this isn't, this is the one that got caught. But the general practice of having more open data or sharing with these people, and the other thing, I don't know the whole Cambridge Analytica story, but it was stolen data, correct, from Facebook. I have no idea. So I, perhaps they should have had better safeguards in place, but I don't think that they gave it to them. I think that it was available in too easy of a way, and Cambridge Analytica was the company that came in and extracted it and then repackaged and sold it and tried to influence the election. That's my, my high-level understanding. I was mostly watching the hearings to see if Mark Zuckerberg was weird so I could make a video <laughs> about it. Just trying to figure out what he does with his hands that makes people dislike him. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, he's drinking his his. No, drink. that's the weird stuff. I mean, just in general, I don't know how to react to that. It's like five billion sounds like a lot. Could be not a lot. I don't even I, know what they did. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm not clear on if this punishment fits the crime. Let's just go with cool. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what else? And this one's just sort of silly, but I thought I'd share it with you guys to see what you thought. Somebody made a Facebook event called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> And we're close to a million people, 866,000 to be exact, have agreed to go to this event. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's basically Burning Man, right? It's out in the desert. They're just going to bring a bunch of drugs and, <laughs> and find the aliens. That'd be great. I don't think they'll actually do it, but it made me think, like, this is, this is the future. You know? If you're, I'm surprised a million people haven't gone outside of Chick-fil-A's corporate or whatever and mm. protested it. It's so easy to mobilize people. Well, I think they have. Well, this is this is... This is a really important thing that they're doing. You know, the they've made contact. And just they a million been people. Us. There was a guy on Joe Rogan who was just insisting. I didn't watch the whole thing, but that he was in a government. Did yeah, you watch? yeah, I, I watched part of it. I I actually thought it was interesting. Henry was like, "That guy's full of shit." But I, when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, this could have happened." I, I didn't watch it. I don't know. the The thing that I generally have with those huge things is 
these are massive would require a massive yeah it cover only takes up. one leak and for you to come to me with words isn't where's the alien tech like show me something it would take one person around to us, extract it that's what he said it's in my phone it's in alien my tech it's in my right phone here. it's in my this it's in my that i perhaps it's true i tend to see the things that happen in the world as a, as a it, it just kind of posits that there's these brilliant people at the top who are so much smarter than the sheeple beneath them right right as opposed to it's all people it's all people and we all lie and we cheat and we steal and and somebody leaked facebook's data why why wouldn't they leak this government stuff in a far more obvious way so i like google's data that was the other story when i saw this i'd like to think like what would actually happen if a million people did storm area 51 where is it it it's in roswell correct that's that's supposed to be the spot well, it is illegal, and I think if one person charged it, they would tackle you and arrest you. Is it? Is it? If a million, do, do they just start shooting you, mowing you down with machine guns, or it, do they just go? Is fuck it a it? spot? Area fifty one is a spot, yeah, or yeah. no? So, 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 and they, and it's got all this lore behind what is allegedly there. I understand, and it's like fenced off, and you can't really get to it. Oh, but man, no, it's dope. a place. It's that's not like the dope. Bermuda Triangle where they don't know where it is. So the thing with Facebook invites is you've been to those parties where everybody says they're going to go, and yeah, no one's fifteen going. out of thirty show up, yeah. and that's in your town down the street. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just thinking what happened if a million people do bum rush area 51 oh, i don't we, think the u.s government just starts mowing down its citizens with machine guns they claim the alien tech i think it themselves. would work it becomes theirs yeah and then they have the laser guns yeah the organized people. i'm just saying if people follow through on this <laughs> they are new no overlords. one can stop them yeah and especially after they get the laser guns <laughs> it's gonna be a lot harder yeah i i think it's a great idea so yeah do it power to the people <laughs> <laughs> anything else interesting yeah, so uh, a father and, and his young son, they built a Lamborghini from 3D printed uh, parts, which wow. I thought was interesting. And they've they've sunk twenty thousand dollars into it so far. And it's and it's like a Lamborghini. I don't understand the 3D printing thing. I guess I think it's gonna be the future, dude. People are 3D printing houses. Well, uh, that's what they tell me that it's the future. I don't even understand how it works. Wow, does it run? Yeah, it so, doesn't have a Lamborghini engine. It has a oh, different engine. Okay. It has. I have it written down. One second. Oh, it's fine. It's got. If it does have an engine, they're working on it. <laughs> it I ha- thought the cool thing with this is like, you at some point will never have to buy anything again. Like you're like, oh, I want a microphone stand. That's cool. I'll just download the blueprint yeah, for yeah, microphone yeah. stand, and then I'll push a button, and my 3D printer will just go. We'll get that to you in eight minutes. I don't like, understand that stuff. So that also means that the constituent parts need to be in your home. No, you just run with it all with like this this like small plastic that can get shaped into anything yeah but plastic doesn't conduct electricity so you you know so you need sure to get at a higher level you'd need like a big pool a big tub of plastic you can get a, a shape of, metal. of anything yes. out of plastic but to have a lamborghini run there's di- it needs a certain type of metal it needs a certain type of all of these different things and i guess maybe a lot of it just is steel <laughs> that is so you just have a ton of steel and it just puts it in a particular shape and yeah. i guess that works that's crazy. It's not there yet, but it made me, when I saw the story, I was just thinking that in 20 years, you will just have an interface on your wall. And like, instead of Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do I want? Oh, I want this book. Okay. Boop. And it'll just produce a book. Well, I think you just use Kindle. <laughs> okay, whatever it is I'm saying, though. Like, if you I wanted you, to get a you. lamp, if you yeah. wanted to get a microphone I got stand. Which future technology are you most excited for? Good question. Teleportation. No. <laughs> no, which actual one that they're working on? Um, that is a good question. I mean, nanotech, if it's real, but I've heard that nanotech will never actually happen. So something like Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, Tony Stark. Tony Stark's Iron Man thing. 
Or I like the nanotech ability to repair. Like in the sci-fi world of things, you can uh -huh. imagine a world where you can lab grow organs and you can use nanotech basically to lab grow an organ inside of you. Let's yeah. Say. So like you get shanked and for whatever reason, your liver is bleeding out and they're just like, oh, get the nanobots. And they go in and they like lab Fix grow a liver inside your body mm -hmm. and you just never die. I like VR because it kind of makes all that superfluous. Yeah. That's why I'm looking forward to it. You just want to plug in. Yeah. And then who needs organs, yeah. right? At that point. That's awesome, though. I want a 3D printer, but more. I want to, well, We should do VR this week. Let's go find a good spot. Sure. We'll go with your mom. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Last thing I have was um, I saw a clip from the Joe Rogan podcast. It was trending uh, where strongman Robert mm. O'Burst says that you should not do deadlifts. And so I just wanted to see you guys take on that. I just got a massage and my guy told me, he said, this side of your back is stronger than the other. And I said, that's because I have scoliosis. He said, I could see that. It goes like this. And I, first time I saw the x-ray of my back as an adult, I got faint. It made me sick. I wanted to throw up. Really? Yeah. It Just knowing that my insides were that messed up. What does it look like? Like an S. So your spine, so a normal spine goes like this. Yes, it your goes like this. So goes... my spine my kicks to the side and it's a longer recovery curve up top. It's a 20 degree curve down bottom. And I suppose that means that's a 20 up top. So for those of you who have that... But well, I saw it. it. Dude, it just made me feel sick. I felt that way when I went to the body works as a kid and I saw the inside of bodies. Wait, so every time that you try to like squat, let's say, you put weight on the top on your and shoulders. So what's happening, and instead, like a normal spine, yep. just straight up and it's just like, yeah, it just we goes, got this. Yep. And yours is, is just being yeah, yeah. Like, So So he said. Yours is being squished. He said if you're deadlifting. Are parts of your spine just kissing every time that's, you do? He said you got two options. One, your cartilage gets destroyed. That's, and that's going to wear down and that's going to be very painful. Or two, the curve will exacerbate, which is still going to destroy some cartilage. But you would imagine if you're yanking it this way, but it's got a curve, it's essentially it's curving it more every time. Are you going to be one of those old people that looks like a question mark? I think I am an old like people that looks like... like a question mark. What we were saying is I want to make that video after I fix this and I grow an inch or two. How I grew, How two, I grew inches. two inches at age 31. And that's going to be a 10 million view video. No one else can unless it they have scoliosis. Have scoliosis. <laughs> but you don't say that until the last part <laughs> of the last video. minute. But yeah, so he said, do not deadlift, do not squat, especially for me. Now, I'm not saying that no one should. And that's music to my ears because <laughs> you hate lifting. Yeah. Do that. But I'm sold. I'm sold on no deadlifts. I'll, I'll do the. Uh... This guy's argument made sense to me, which is he's not saying deadlifting is bad for everyone, but he's saying basically like do movements that fit with what you want to do well and also so, I, wa I watched this clip he said that it's it's not a bad movement it's so easy to hurt yourself yeah. doing this the, the amount of stability and strength and technique required is and then people just overload it and they can't they can't do it and we've been there we were deadlifting more at age 23 than we ever have since by yeah. about a plate i was trying to two plates do you remember this i was trying to join the thousand pound club yeah, which yeah. is when your bench your deadlift and your squat add up to a thousand pounds why was i doing this yep for no benefit for except no for benefit. my own ego. Yeah. And uh, actually what happened was I your muscle grows faster than your connective tissue. Yeah. And so my bench press got up to 295 and I was like, oh, so sick. And then both of my shoulder ligaments just started to tear. <laughs> I started having like massive self-inflicted shoulder pain. Yeah. So I had to stop benching for like a year. It's like, well. You didn't have to. That was dumb. You chose to leave the thousand That's pound true. club. I left. I, for your shoulders. I gave up. <laughs> Weakness. Weakness leaving the body. Yeah, that was a good lesson in terms of don't be an idiot for your ego. I was thinking of this because I went to go get rice and I found, I told, I think on the podcast, my arsenic level is high because I eat a lot of rice and I eat a lot. The fitness and health worlds just, unfortunately, it's these roll back and forths. Because five years ago, it was 
do not use machines. You got to do compound lifts. You got to do, you're not training the stability of these muscles. The only thing that you need is a deadlift and a squat. And I'm sure there's going to be a swing back now, not just with this, but well, like. Well, he's not saying use machines though. Did you watch it? He's, I, I actually I, thought he said his was, snatches and that kind of I thought stuff. it was an interesting point, which is like for him as a mm-hmm. strong man, what he has to do is explosive movement. Mm-hmm. So why would he do a static movement, which I actually think makes a lot of sense. So I, I think the f- good fitness advice is like, what do you want to do? Are you just trying to have good balance when you're older and not be able to like fall down and not break a hip? Yep. Then do that, do a workout routine towards that goal. Mm-hmm. That was what I took away from it. It's like, yeah, people should have a, an idea of what they're aiming for and then sure. do stuff that gets them there. In addition, I think is what he was saying. Totally, totally. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, but what I have noticed in the fitness industry at large is that in order to market fitness which hasn't changed in millions of years, every three to five years, you need to say that what we were doing before isn't working. And also there's a ton of studies that back that up and we need to go in this direction. And similar to fashion and health and the food pyramid being flipped on its head and now bread is terrible for you. When I grew up, bread was the base of your food pyramid. Sure. Philly it, soft pretzels for exa- the base of your food. And I, I was, you need six to 11 servings a day. I'll yeah. have six to 11 soft <laughs> Sounds pretzels. Sounds great. And now it's it's flipped. And so I'm, I'm always curious. I, I guess I was thinking of this in food. The only thing that seems to have been true for the last 50 years with nutrition is that veggies are good for you. Yep. And I'm, cur- I'm wondering what that is in the weightlifting world. What has just been true for 50 years and not broken? Don't lift too much too fast and and cardio is important i think <laughs> uh people I, I actually don't even think that that's necessarily for true. not for weightlifting for health for but i i think you're probably better off, like it depends what you mean by cardio hmm. if you're gonna jog 15 miles i would say like just do some high intensity interval training instead you'll so lose then more i guess that is not even hold up nothing <laughs> holds up it's all it's all a circle yeah i guess just try to stay I, I like to think that it i don't know which way the axis should go i guess this way for you but like i like to think it's kind of like this Mm-hmm. Like we, I think our health and fitness understanding is better than it was a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. but we make oopsies, you yeah. know, like eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Where eggs? We don't know. Cigarettes. But, but in general, <laughs> like, I think it's, we're getting in the right direction. Sugar free. Yeah. Oh, that stuff gives you cancer. Well, sugar free is good. Yes. Sugar substitutes are bad. Yes. Yes. But every sugar substitute was hailed. Yes. As the next coming of Jesus. And so that was one of these. This was an oopsie. That was an oopsie. <laughs> but now we're. I agree. I think that generally it seems to be moving in the right direction. There's big oopsies. Yeah. And there's stuff that we're doing today that we go out of. This is what I realized. Our kids are in the same way that I asked my mom why she smoked. My kids, if I ever have them or the generation after me is going to go, why did you blank? I'm going to go, I did that on purpose. I thought it was good for me. (laughs) Why did you eat processed food instead of food that just comes from the earth? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, see, the thing about those nutrition bars is... They had no sugar. And we thought that was great. (laughs) (laughs) It had one gram of net carbs. Yeah, that that was awesome. We thought the calories. It's half poison. Yeah. Okay, well, we didn't know that at the time. Yeah, my mom used to go outside, put baby oil on and burn because that was awesome to do and she smoked cigarettes dude i've officially hit the point i'm an old man now i try to the benefits of tanning yeah are now being outweighed by my fear of wrinkles good i now i now hide from the sun and skin cancer so yeah 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 that's what i meant <laughs> yeah yeah not my vanity my yeah yeah yeah, yeah. concern for yeah. health hey what's next angel <laughs> yeah what do we got next uh do you guys want to answer some questions yeah fan questions so marco asks 
Uh, you've shared many great charisma tips and ideas, but do you guys personally, or how do you guys personally go about implementing them in practice? Mm-hmm. Are you systematic in your approach? Like today, I focus on this, tomorrow, I focus on that, or is it more random? This is, this great is question, Marco. For our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, I, the reason that we made Charisma University is because we are systematic about it in that the the tough thing about the YouTube videos is I'm talking about a particular individual who does many things and yep. it needs to be entertaining. I try to make it useful, but number one, it's got to capture your attention. So I have to move quickly. The way to approach charisma is to each day do not overload yourself. Mm-hmm. If you try to do everything in a single video out there, you will probably do none of it and it becomes harder. Now, can you get better that way? Sure. The way that we did it, was we would find what we thought was our weakest point at any given time. Or the most important thing. Because sometimes what you're weakest at is not actually the most important thing. Exactly. And would focus on it until we felt like, okay, this is becoming a habit. Yeah, the goal is unthinking habit. Mm Because a lot of times you go out and you meet these people who are working on their social skills and they feel very robotic. It's very uncomfortable to talk to them. Totally. Those people are overloading themselves and they're not integrating into habits exactly and so the thing is you you want to pick one thing at a time and you want to pick a smart thing to focus on each time that you make a habit and then you move on to the next thing so that by the time you're working on something that's over here you are still doing this mm-hmm. instead of ha- lo- losing it basically yeah and if you don't if you're not doing that then you're you often are coming across as that person who's the th- whatever's going on behind your eyes is going so fast that steam's coming out of your ears yeah, and yeah. you're trying to do everything. And I, I Or you do that thing you used to do where you were trying to get good at eye contact, so you just <laughs> stare really big-eyed at people. Well, that was what was good as I was trying to isolate eye contact yeah, and yeah. I was able to see which direction was the wrong one. So you take it one by one. You yeah, do definitely. it till you build an unthinking habit. I got I to gotta give the Charisma University pitch right here. That's what the course is about. So... We the difficulty in making the course was trying to keep each day new and interesting while keeping it focused on a particular habit. So if you go through first impressions, each action guide for that day is a different thing, but it's close enough to the day it before that it builds on itself. So you're still building a habit around first impressions, though it feels fresh and interesting. And over the end of the six or thirty days, depending yeah, on if you're doing a week often, or a month, people will email in and be like, "Hey, I really like what you do. I'm interested in the course, but I don't yeah. really understand why would I do this." You have 7 million YouTube videos. Yeah. And this is the answer. It's because systems. You, if you watch all the YouTube videos, it's overwhelming and you're not necessarily putting it into your life. Some people do. Some people write in and say it's life-changing and yeah. that's awesome. Charisma University is supposed to make it so that it's guaranteed to be life-changing. Yeah. So that's the real benefit is it just does this. So in short, you got to build habits and systems one thing at a time. Definitely one thing at a time. Click the link in the description. <laughs> What's else? So we have one more question, and uh, Jake asked a question that is pretty long, so I went ahead and summarized it. Sure. Um, basically, he's just saying, I'm an introvert, and I stay at home a lot and don't go out, but then I feel guilty about it and feel like I'm wasting oh, my life. Man, I know that life. <laughs> yeah. That was a good question. I kind of like it. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Well, that that was just sort of my summary of it, because it's, it's, it is pretty long. And yeah, but the, first of all, thanks for asking, Jake. Appreciate yeah. the write-in. So I, I read it. I'll probably get some of the specifics wrong, but basically he's like, I want to have friends. Yes. They invite me to things and I don't want to do those things Mm -hmm. because I'm an introvert. Yes. But I don't want to be a misanthrope. I don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. What I want to do is have friends, but not have to do all the things that they invite me to do. Yeah. So what do I do? That's his question. I mean, I have a reaction, but I'll let you go. Uh, you go first. I was so busy remembering his sure. question that I didn't have time to think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so, just trying to get his question right. So I, I'm 
becoming clear as I get older. I'm definitely an introvert. Yeah, I'm an extrovert and you're an introvert. Yeah, I think that's I'm definitely sure. I'm definitely an introvert. And there's a careful balancing act between honoring the way you are while still pushing the comfort zone so that you can grow into what you might become. Because while someone's introversion, certainly mine at age 18, was not introversion just purely based on my character. It was based on the fact that I couldn't go into a social situation and enjoy it in that same way. I didn't sure. have the skills with to do so. And you had social fear. And I had the fear. So, oh, I'm an introvert. Yes, but you're also really afraid you're scared. of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can be an introvert who's not scared. Exactly. And from there, you can make an honest introverted decision. An honest decision, decision in, in each situation. So yeah. what I chose to do at that point in my life and what I would recommend is to is to push your comfort zone a little bit, is to have a period of your life, it sounds like you might be on the younger side, and even if you're not, if you've never done this, it's worthwhile, to say yes a bit more often. Do these sorts of things. Go out and find out how to make these fun. Learn how you can do something that all of your friends are doing that is maybe not immediately up your alley because you'd rather be reading a book, but to do it in a way that you are gregarious, outgoing, and fun. Don't just be there. Be the one who is chatting, talking, and engaging. And that's what, I mean, we did. We went out and were tried to be the life of the party mm-hmm. when we went there. Once you get more comfortable with that, it's much easier to, when you're invited, go, today, do I want to have fun in this way? Or do I want to honor some, have introverted fun and it doesn't have to be based on fear in terms of beating yourself up do it (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding it's not useful if you're gonna stay in you've chosen to have fun staying in but push yourself go out you don't have to do it from a place of self-flagellation but do it from a place of okay you know this is i'm going to the gym this isn't necessarily fun to walk to the gym it's not fun to do my first set but hopefully after i get into it and when i'm done I'll be proud of, of what I've done. Yeah, or you'd be like, Charlie, stop going to the gym. Oh, you just quit. <laughs> so I, there's one other thing I would say to this, which is, and this is tough because it might involve making new friends, which I know is not fun, introvert mm-hmm. or extrovert people. There's an attachment to the people in your life. But hopefully you have a friend group that is doing things that you really like. So for instance, you're an introvert, but you love escape rooms. Mm. When me, you, and a couple of our friends go to an escape room, that's not something you drag yourself to. No. You are stoked. You're the first, you're like, let's do this, yeah. right? Uh, basketball at one point you love playing basketball it's social it's not social depends what part but like that wasn't something you had to force yourself to do because you loved basketball and your friends were there at least nine of your friends were there so i think there is it can be anything i have a cousin he plays dungeons and dragons with his wife and their friends and that's awesome and you know there's eight of them in a room and that is a social thing so it doesn't have to be going to a raging party i think an important thing is finding people who are inviting you to things you want to do, even though you're an introvert, which yep. I think everybody has something they like doing. And and if you're young, this is the same question that people ask me and they say, I don't know what I want to do with my life. What do I, what career do I like? You might not yet know the range of things that you mm-hmm. like. So when I was 19 and I went to Costa Rica, I was invited to go out salsa dancing. I was, I hate dancing. Why would I ever want to do that? Because you're insecure. Because I was 19 and yep. I'd never been salsa dancing. And, and I just thought dancing was dumb. I'm glad that I said yes. I'm glad that I stuck with it. I enjoy salsa dancing, I found out, but only after I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so you you might have to open that. If you're not sure what you like, try all of these different things. Go dancing. Give VR a shot. Go play a basketball. And you'll find out very quickly what you're intrigued by and what you're not. And then you can set up these sorts of events that appeal to you and can be more socially involved. So I think that's a good one. No more questions this week. I'm surprised that we're light. Well, okay, so I do want to say that a couple of people in the comments were actually uh, confused as to how to get their question answered. Oh. So if you guys wanted to 
Uh, make Angel like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you're right. so re- post it on the main video. Yeah. The long one, the one hour one. Okay. Not necessarily on the clips. And then uh, if people are liking if people are liking it, that's more likely for it to come in. Or if Angel thinks it's a good question. So maybe if you write something nice about him. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> and that was it for the questions? Yep. That's it this week. Cool. All right. Well, we wrapped it up in an hour. Yeah, man. Enjoy hanging out with your ma. We've done it. Thanks, guys. Next week, I'm going to come really prepared. I promise. Bring some fire. I'll have some books that I've read for you. I thought this was good. <laughs> yeah, we, we kicked it. Anyways, have a wonderful day. Thanks for watching. Thanks, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.